What's up, guys? Welcome to episode 43 of Beef's Beef. Uh, coming to you live during the Cavs-Celtics game. Uh, I'm not out anywhere. just watching it in my room, but uh, I haven't done an episode in about a week, so I uh, decided to hop on here and you know do an episode during the game. So you may hear me uh, have some reaction in the middle of the game or, or in the middle of the episode or whatever to something that's going on in the game, so I'll apologize ahead of time. Uh, a lot of stuff's happened since the last time we uh, we spoke. Uh, Ray Spalding uh, has now been invited to the NBA Draft Combine. Uh, Eastern Conference and Western Conference Finals that have now started. Uh, there's and some other. I mean, there's been some other things. Some some game times have been announced for some Louisville's football games. The line has been announced for Louisville's first game, which. Uh, I have gotten tickets for now. So we'll start with uh, the Ray Spaulding thing. Uh, I, I know that I spoke very highly of Ray Spaulding. Uh, and I said, I, I don't know if I said it on here, but I know I've said, uh, I mean, it may be because I'm biased, but um, I think he is a, I think he's an NBA, a very, I think he's going to be a very good NBA player. Uh, he's got the length, he's got the athleticism, he's. He stretched his jump shot out, and I mean he measured at the he measured at the combine. I think he had the the fifth longest wingspan of anybody at the combine. Um, which, by the way, <laughs> they measured Mo Bamba, and Mo Bamba is seven feet tall with a seven foot ten wingspan. I mean, just think about that for a second. Seven foot ten wingspan. That is nuts. That means the rim that you play on when you're a kid, seven five, you know. That means he could his wingspan, that means he could touch the ground and touch above that rim at the same time. That is absolutely insane to think about. The fact that his wingspan is seven feet ten inches. And I mean he's already seven feet tall. So then you got you add that on top of it. Oh, good lord. Again, I'm not I'm not really that big on Mo Bamba as a prospect. Um, I feel like, I mean, maybe maybe he's just really raw, and that's something that I should give him credit for. But, um, man, I, I don't know. When I saw that, I was like, 7 feet 10? you got to be joking me. That's nuts. Uh, by the way, watching the game now, Cavs up 8 uh, on the Celtics in the first quarter with about 3 minutes left. And JR misses another 3. So, um, I think that this is going to help out uh, Spalding a lot, him going to this combine. Uh, I think it, he's still not on any of the draft boards that I've seen. I'm looking at NBADraft.net. It's been updated since he was announced being added to the combine. Still not on the first or second round for this year's draft. Uh, even after he hired an agent, he was still in the second round for next season uh, before this, but they have now taken him off there. But he, like I said, he's still not been added to the first or second round of the 2018 mock drafts for NBA Draft.net. Again, they're not the end all be all, but to me, they seem to be the most consistent every year with uh, getting these things right. So it is somebody that I try to pay attention to um, a lot whenever it comes to the NBA draft. Um, another thing that came out since the last episode we had. Um, you know, if you're a Louisville fan or if you pay attention to this show, 
you know that I talk about Louisville's first game next season. It is the Alabama game that is in Orlando. Uh, they did announce the game time for that. The game is at 8 p.m. and it's on ABC. Um, <laughs> I'm I'm excited that we're getting games like that now because if you think back to the Conference USA, uh, Big East, and AAC, and uh, we just weren't getting games like that. Uh, we I mean we didn't get openers like this at all, and the fact that now we're getting. Uh, you know, we got Auburn when we got the, uh, that was, I believe, the first year of the ACC. Uh, and then we get uh, Alabama, and then we have Ole Miss coming up uh, two seasons. And then next season, we, I know it's part of the conference, but we open up uh, our schedule next season with Notre Dame at home. Uh, I mean, it's just great football game after great football game since we've made the move to the ACC, and I'm, I'm pumped about it. Um, I will be going to the game. It is in Orlando. Uh, the spread did come out, and Louisville is a 28-and-a-half-point 28, 28 underdog. Uh, it's going to be a tough game. Um, I don't like to get on here and say, yeah, we're going to lose or whatever, but it's going to be a very tough game. So we'll see. I mean, we'll see how it goes. I'm going to be there, and I'm going to cheer as hard as I can either way. But it's going to be a very tough game, and it may be it may be tough to watch. I hope it's not. Uh, I'm not one of those people that likes moral victories, but hey, if we can get in there and get a moral victory and springboard us towards the rest of our season, that's going to be great. Uh, the next week, uh, we do have a game at home against Indiana State. That game is at 7 p.m. And then we have another game the next week against Western Kentucky. That's at 7.30 p.m. So that's our first three games are not noon games. And I'm freaking pumped. Now, I, to me, there's nothing like watching football under the lights. Uh, and you got the first three games, and all three of them are on. Uh, the first one's on ABC. The Indiana State game's on the ACC network, which I believe this year will be syndicated. So that means you got ESPN, ESPN2, ESPNU, and ACC network, which is a part of SEC, or which is a part of ESPN, kind of like the SEC network is. So... I'm pretty pumped for that. And then the next one is uh, Fox Sports. So, we'll, I mean, even if you'll be able to watch that one as well. They've also announced the game times for uh, the October 5th home game against Georgia Tech, which is a Friday game. They don't want to be at 7, so, of course, that one's going to be at nighttime because it is on a Friday. And then the game at the Carrier Dome against Syracuse on November 9th is also at 7 p.m. So, as it is right now, Louisville has one, two, three, four, five night games which I'm freaking pumped about because to me there's nothing better than than uh, than night games. Uh, I kind of wonder what they're going to do with the Kentucky game and the Clemson game because the Clemson game seems to always be at night as well, whether it's here or there. Uh, it's always It seems to always be at night. Uh, I know last season I had to miss a concert because they moved the game to college game day and then we got absolutely demolished. So... Let's hope it'll be different down there in Clemson. Uh, it's going to be a tough game either way, but I'm ready for the season. Uh, I think it could be this is one of those seasons where Bobby doesn't have a lot of pressure because a lot of people are calling it a bridge year, so a lot of people aren't expecting much. Uh, I myself always have <laughs> always have high expectations because I'm a Louisville fan and 
that's what I'm supposed to do. So um, I did think about this. I'm going to get some people together. Uh, I'm going to get some people together and uh, do a college football preview. Uh, I'll probably do like a round table type thing. Uh, I'm going to start doing this now. The other that that you know I've gotten this podcast. I've picked up some more equipment, so it's a lot easier to. Uh, get more people on because now I have more microphones and stuff like that so I'm going to start doing previews of different things uh, I'll probably do an NBA Finals preview uh, get some get some buddies together or get somebody together and have an NBA Finals preview uh, you know give our give our takes on it and, and say what you know what we feel is going to happen um, so <clears throat> Moving forward, I, I, I can't wait for the season. Like I said, I, I feel like this is a season where Bobby has zero pressure because everyone's calling it a, a uh, everyone's calling it a bridge year, and uh, this is a chance for him to overachieve and springboard us into the next season when we will have uh, when we will have all most most of this team back because a lot of this team is young. You got. Jawan Pass, who's a who's going to be a uh, redshirt sophomore. You're going to have Jalen Smith gone, but you'll have a lot of the receivers back. You'll have some offensive linemen back. You'll have everything like that. So, um, it, it's I think it's going to be an exciting season. There's definitely some games that that we will struggle in. The Clemson game, the the uh, Alabama game, uh, but every other game on the schedule to me is very winnable. And I'm not saying that those other two games aren't winnable because who knows? No one knows what's going to happen this season. Uh, I mean, you take a look at Auburn the year they had Cam Newton. You don't, They went from unranked and won the national title. And, you know, you got players like Michael Dyer and Cam Newton. I'm not saying that we have players on this roster right now that are like Cam Newton or Michael Dyer, but, heck, no one knows. That's why they play the game. So um, I'm excited. I can't say it enough. I'm excited for football season. Uh, I got season tickets again. And I can't wait to be there. I can't wait to see the expansion. Uh, I, I just can't wait. I cannot wait. I'll have football and basketball season tickets again next season. And, and it is going to be it is gonna be a good time. Um, you know, hopefully I'll get to see some of you guys out there that listen to this that maybe I don't ever see. And, you know, heck, if you see me, come up and talk to me. I don't, I mean, I don't, again, I don't know how many people listen to this that I don't know. They don't. You know, see me on a regular basis or talk to me on a regular basis or whatever. Uh, but I don't know. I don't know. It's it's going to be exciting. Um, now to the NBA, you have the Eastern Conference Finals, which I'm watching right now, the Cavs and Celtics, and uh, the Western Conference Finals, which is the Warriors and the Rockets. Which any of you guys that listen to this are most likely sports fans, so you're either watching it or you at least know it. Uh, the Western Conference uh, Finals, I did pick to go seven games. I still think it will go seven games. Uh, both teams have now taken one on the opponent's floors. And to be honest with you, no no games in either series have finished within single digits, which to me is nuts. You have the first two games by Boston were pretty much blowouts. Uh, then you have the game uh, in Cleveland Saturday, and Cleveland just absolutely uh, – you know, rattled them, and then you got the first game in Houston, which Golden State won fairly easy. The second game was won by 30 by the Rockets, and then uh, 
and then game three, game three was one of the worst blowouts I've ever seen in the NBA playoffs. They beat the Rockets on their home floor by 41. And, I mean, it just was never close. Um, but, I mean, looking at some things going into game four, uh, for Houston, there is a, a plus, as you have Andre Iguodala listed as doubtful for game four for Golden State. But you still look at all the other weapons that Golden State has. You still have you still have Steph. You still have Durant. You still have Clay, um, And then you have all the role players around them. Uh, so, I mean... Again, Iguodala is a big part of that team, but he's not the end-all, be-all by any means. So, uh, I, I think Houston takes the next game. I still am going with my seven-game uh, prediction. I think Golden State wins it in seven. Um, I think they take game seven in Houston. And then uh, I think that uh, the Cavs win this series in six. Um, I think they take the next one in Boston and win the, the game after that in Cleveland. Um, we will see. I, I think uh, they are starting to play better. I was just telling my brothers in a group text that you know when the role players hit shots around LeBron, around LeBron, there's only a few teams in the league that can beat the Cavs. Um, that's the big thing. I'm not. I know everyone on here knows that LeBron is my favorite player and and all that stuff, and I'm always defending them online or whatever. But I mean that's a fact. You see that when his role players are hitting shots around him that. He is a much more impossible player to guard, which he's already, if not the toughest person to guard in the NBA, one of the toughest people to guard in the NBA. And when you have three-point shooters like Corver, Jr., George Hill, uh, Kevin Love, Jeff Green, you know all those players hitting threes while you're driving to the basket and yourself shooting threes, it's tough to beat you. And that doesn't matter who you are. Because there's not a player, there's not a player in the league that can stop LeBron James when he is on, and when you have those players hitting shots around you, it makes the game a lot tougher for the defense. And the other big thing for the Cavs is defense. Right now, the Celtics have 18 points and there's 23 seconds left in the first quarter. The Cavs are up 34 to 18, and their de- their offense is leading to defense because once you put, once you get a basket down there, one it gets that person that just made the shot. I, at least this is the way I always felt. It gives them more mo- more momentum going to the defensive end. And two, it puts more pressure on Boston to think, I have to get a bucket here. I know they're professionals or whatever, but still, that that puts more pressure on them to score points and, and try to catch, catch back up. So uh, I did make a bet with one of my buddies. I mean, me and my buddy make a bet at work every once in a while. And... Um, I gave him the I gave him the spread. And I think the Cavs win this game. Uh, I think the Cavs win this game by twenty or more. Again, I mean they're up sixteen with ten seconds left in the first quarter, and they have the ball. And I don't I don't know. I just I feel like this this series is taking a turn, and I think it's taking a turn in the Cavs in the Cavs direction. Because all you have to do is still one in Boston. Boston has not won. I think they've they've won one game on the road in all the playoffs, and that was winning one game in Philadelphia. Other than that, they've lost every game. They average seventeen more points, seventeen less points a game uh, on the road. And, and granted, they are undefeated at home. I, I'll give them that they are undefeated at home. But I mean, I think the Cavs take one. They haven't played anybody that's as dominant as LeBron, and we'll see how it goes.
I'll, I'll be I'll be releasing another episode uh, this week, maybe two, just depending on what happens. Uh, I can't wait for tomorrow. I get to uh, I get to go see my favorite band in the world, The Used. They are coming to Louisville. I missed them last time when, in like 2009 or 2010, somewhere around there. I, went, I had to work and couldn't go. But I am not missing them this time. I cannot wait. Uh, they're in Mercury Ballroom tomorrow, so if any of you guys are going, hit me up. I can't... I, I cannot wait to go. I love seeing the used. They're, like I said, they're my favorite band ever. So, uh, guys, keep liking, keep sharing. I'm gonna keep uh, releasing these episodes. I got another, uh, got another thing planned for Wednesday. Uh, some of you guys that maybe want to change your pace, uh, be on the lookout on Wednesday because there's something pretty cool that's gonna be coming then. So, uh, hopefully, you guys have a great week. Try to stay cool. It's supposed to be warm all week and. Uh, I will talk to you guys soon. Beef out.